0: Well, now we got this book, um, not, not on order, but in the cart. Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon.
1: And I'm Charlene.
0: And our intro music is by my brother, Ryan. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple new number ones we picked up this week from the comic book shop, both five-issue series, miniseries, I guess. May's book by Jeff Lemire and and The Defenders by Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez. Before I forget, next week we are going to do our book club podcast, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yes, I'm like halfway through and this might is get it finished you, today.
0: This is how you lose the time war. So that's exciting because I really like the book. Um, I don't know how you feel about it so far because we haven't talked about it at all. But right. We thought also this week we might talk about *Malignant* as a movie that we could have potentially enjoyed. But even though it's a new James Wan movie, which we usually, which we usually, are, which we usually are quite amenable to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not enjoy this movie at all. We watched None it of last it? night. See,
1: that's what I like. I think there was a lot about it that was corny, obvious, overacted, but there was some really cool visual stuff and like some really like creepy, creepy moments that I thought were effective. So I don't think that there was like where the whole thing was just completely terrible, but no. overall it wasn't mm-hmm. good, but, I and I never need to see it again. But I do feel like there were some like what though? Interesting things. Um
0: Because maybe I gave up on it to her. I mean, I just from the get-go, I was like, this I, I don't really dig um the I, thought I thought the the obvious. visual
1: um transition where um the main character, Madison, is, you know, transported to you know, mentally transported to like another another place, a uh, different location. Like I thought that was really a cool visual transition with the, the way sort of everything melted away and kind of warped into. Yeah. The, I
0: I would agree with that. I didn't even really consider it because that's not like new information, right? Like we saw that in the trailers. Right. And was one of the reasons we thought it might be really cool and fun and good.
1: Yeah. I also <laughs> liked. Um, so they get credit, I guess. the, <laughs> the, the physical like backwards movement oh, yeah. creepiness it was just like really gross to like watch how that was yeah, performed and and how you know whoever that stunt person was you know did that yeah, stuff was just really cool kind of interesting body stuff. yeah but
0: overall i just wow like i had heard that it wasn't great before we watched it, so mm-hmm. I was kind of, but that's one of those things where other people's standards, uh, you know, just might be higher than ours. We like a lot of stuff that is not exactly high concept, um,
1: right? You know, I don't know. I think also, I mean, you didn't like just sit down and let yourself get absorbed in the movie either, so maybe that affects your maybe. enjoyment. Yeah, I don't of know. the it was, film, but you were—it
0: was a movie. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't have yeah. much to say about it because. I was kind of astounded at how, at how much I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I am too. Like I didn't like it, but it seems like you really, really didn't like it. Yeah. Maybe it
0: was just one of those things, weird, weird headspace (laughs) when we were trying to watch it. But I'll tell you what I did really like though, was the new trailer for the Matrix movie, (laughs) Resurrections. I'm just saying this looks awesome. And uh, my enthusiasm has not been matched. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why.
1: Um, I mean, I don't have the same, like, nostalgic uh, love of the Matrix movies that you have. Like, I liked them and everything, but I don't... It's not like I'm like, oh, my God, the Matrix movies, they were so good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just not.
0: I mean, I, I think the second and third one, we, I, I want to rewatch them all. I, don't, I can just do it by myself if no one else is interested.
1: No, I'll watch them with you. I just, I'm saying I don't have that same.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel that for the trilogy, per se. It's all about the first movie for me. And I'm hoping that this this new movie kind of recaptures some of that. But, I mean, we went and saw the first movie together mm-hmm. in, in a theater it's one of the few times I can remember seeing a movie that really just that was so conceptually different from anything I had mm-hmm. seen or read or whatever that it uh, made su- such a huge impact on me and obviously a, a ton of other people but
1: Yeah, I mean I remember I remember really liking that movie when we went to see it. I and I still really like the movie. I just I think I'm just going to be hesitantly optimistic for this to come out like i don't want to get too excited about it and then be disappointed
0: it looks awesome i think i mean like like the trailer is awesome the music the white rabbit uh song that's whatever yeah the needle drop in the trailer and i think you know just visually it looks it looks like the matrix universe which is so different than most of the action movies that we see nowadays, you know, it's, um,
1: right. I guess I'm just worried that it's going to be mostly just an action movie and, and not the same sort of high concept film that the matrix was when it came out, you know, like, what are they going to bring that's new? Um, so maybe that's why I'm just kind of like, yeah, when that comes out, we'll definitely see it, but I'm not like super, super stoked. You know,
0: I hope that Neo's journey, Keanu Reeves's journey is, uh, obviously different than, from the first trilogy. And it was super cool to see him and Carrie on Moss together again. And then, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to figure out just probably by watching the movie. Why, uh, Abdul Mateen is now Morpheus instead of Lawrence Fishburne. But
1: yeah, if he is, but I mean, that's kind of,
0: I mean, if he's not, I don't know why they made him the exact same. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: but I'm excited. It comes out in December, right around Christmas time. Uh, a lot of other things are,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a big movie drop season, so.
0: And then we are, unfortunately, all caught up on Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. I'm only disappointed that we're caught up because it's only four episodes so far, and it just gets better and better, I think.
1: Yeah, it's really, really intriguing to watch.
0: Yeah. The introduction of Tina Fey's character is like the sarah koenig um yeah i mean she was in
1: the first uh, episode
0: yeah but didn't like play the role that she's kind of assuming in the like a bigger role
1: right Uh, but i figured she'd come back into it at some point because of you know it's one it's tina Fey, and two it's about a podcast and the reason they all came together was because of their love of the same podcast so
0: yeah. And we also found another new show on Hulu. What was it? Eater's Guide to the World. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, it has food, which mm-hmm. we love watching shows about food in different places in the world and watching people eat it for some reason. <laughs> and then this one is, you know, different because it has Maya Rudolph as a, I don't know, sassy narrator. <laughs> yeah, I think sassy
1: narrator <laughs> is probably a good a Which good is a, it's a fun
0: choice. Yeah. Or It's just something really different, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things to choose from. I was going through Netflix for, I don't remember what, but that new movie, Kate, just came out with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's an assassin who gets poisoned and has to go on this rampage to figure out who poisoned her, maybe get a cure. I don't know. It has Woody Harrelson. It looked fun.
1: Oh, huh. I don't remember this, but I th- I think maybe once I get a visual of it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing.
0: Yeah. I, I was actually kind of looking forward to watching it, and then I saw somebody, um, say, you know, one of my favorite things is watch an angry white lady kill a bunch of Asians. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. it makes me, uh I don't know. It, I guess it doesn't have to ruin the experience for me, but, but it does kind of color your experience to, yeah. uh, know that a whole, a whole group of people is looking at this particular project. <laughs> like, Oh, cool. Cool. Again, we get to watch this. Right. Uh, but you know, when I clicked on that just to watch the trailer, it, had um, another link for another movie called Beckett that came out this year. And I think I've heard this movie mentioned once and had never seen a trailer. I mean, it's a Netflix movie, but it's got John David Washington, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Alicia Vikander, who I love to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> and and it also looks like a movie that we might enjoy. And I just, I had no idea it was even available or what it was about. or I think I would literally heard the name beckett for a movie mentioned once this year. Mm. I don't know. I mean before we get into the books, did you want to talk about What If at all? We haven't really been keeping up with it as far as discussing it, but it's really good. It's very dark, especially the last few episodes.
1: Yeah. Um I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I feel like it's kind of just saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, I about guess so. each. Yeah. I mean they're great stories. They're fun to watch, but like I don't think that they're um that there's anything like different week to week as far as like, oh, this really stood out to me, you know?
0: Yeah. It's interesting, right? Cause you really need to approach discussion from a different angle, uh, than we do think, <laughs> if you're going to talk about things like that, because, right. because the episode of the Ringiverse this week with Mallory Rubin had Sean fantasy on, they talked for like two hours about the one episode, but they had a really Jesus. great conversation about, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, a darker Marvel going forward like what if maybe prepping people for a different direction not necessarily with uh, some of the characters that we know and love but blade is coming that's obviously going to be i'm
1: so excited i love blade but
0: it's got to be darker than what the mcu has been so far and you know then conjecture about who else might come into the mcu that requires that kind of dark movie like ghost Mm -hmm. rider or
1: uh,
0: i mean they they went pretty deep uh, not gonna lie <laughs> it was it was a good conversation though i, I it made me yeah. excited to i mean i'm already i'm always excited for more marvel stuff but yeah blade i, I hope it's really good
1: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like all the other blade movies so yeah i like them a lot actually so i feel like blade three was like super super terrifying for me to watch i remember <laughs> yeah. seeing it and being like this is so so scary Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah no, is it because of the is it the one where they like unhinge the jaw and it opens at the bottom is yeah, that, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the one
1: yeah but i mean i also didn't have the same relationship to like scary things then when that came out as i do oh yeah now. we
0: never watched scary movies yeah never
1: so and and they would like stay with me for a long time where i'd be like just terrified in my own home <laughs> right for... <laughs>
0: Basically, you were like, Tegan is now, like, don't turn the lights off until I'm in bed.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, Don't turn the lights off. Um, I have to use the restroom with the door open. So just go to the other side of the house because, like, I can't (laughs) close doors. Like, everything needs
0: that. I don't don't remember that happening. (laughs) Um,
1: I think that happened a lot when you, when we lived in Alaska and I'd seen white noise in Um. the theater with some girls from work.
0: I don't even remember what that was. I don't
1: think you ever watched it. Um, and it creeped me out. And then <laughs> I think you like, you went TDY or something. And so I just like, couldn't be in like a tiny room like that. I don't know. I mean, like, it's not like that movie had anything to, uh, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It, it happened. It's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So <laughs> I don't do that anymore. So <laughs> That's good.
0: Yes. I had noticed that about you. <laughs> Do you want to get into the the first book?
1: Yeah, um, May's book. You want me to do a quick little description? Sure. Um, it's about a guy, his name is Will Warren. I think I only know that because I read that his name is Will Warren. I think they call him Will once in the book, right?
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, I must have read an article also because you I also knew that information. Okay. But if it's not in the book, I... You know.
1: Well, um, Will Warren, he lives a routine life, day after day, everything the same, in a pattern and very orderly. Um, and this is you know, how he copes with the loss of his daughter. It's been 10 years. And then until one night, he gets a strange phone call from his daughter, who says she's at the center of a maze and she needs him to come find her. And that is the starting point for this story. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah the the book is published by Dark Horse. Uh, Jeff Lemire does the story and the art. Mm-hmm. And that basically, you know, your description encapsulates the the whole the whole first issue, which is pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good sized first book, and I'm really interested to to see where where it goes from here. Right? Right. Because I don't know. Well, for one thing, the book. It, it looks really good. Like we, well, I was going to say, we like Jeff Lemire's art, but I don't know if, I don't know if you do <laughs> or if, how, how you feel um, about it. But I feel I like, like it's for, really
1: effective for this kind of story. Yeah. I, I, and, um, I love sort of that l- loose and rough style. I love the color. Does he also do the color for this? Yeah. Um, the use of color, it's very limited, but very effective where it's in place.
0: There was a good interview on CBR with Jeff Lemire. It's actually a pretty short interview, but it talks about, you know, how he decides if he's going to do the art for a project or not. Uh, They talk a lot about the color, the limited palette, I guess, Mm -hmm. is what he said. And it all just kind of, I I think it all ties into the feeling of monotony that he establishes for the character in the first episode. Not have to deal with or cope with the loss that that he right. suffered, and they don't really go into what happened to her. Right. I think the the cover for the second issue is in the back of this issue, and it looks like she might be in like a hospital gown and bald, so maybe she she had gotten sick or or something. something. Mm. But I, I I thought the first issue really hammered home the uh, <laughs> the isolation mm-hmm. and you know monotony of this guy's life, and and
1: it's self isolation, you know. Um, yeah. It's yes. people try to you, like you get a couple of glimpses of people trying to reach out to him to have a conversation and it's just sort of like yeah i can't throw that is, wall
0: up and says uh okay
1: yeah <laughs> she, okay.
0: the lady across the hall is like hey i, I live across the hall he's like all right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's kind of bleak this existence and now i mean it, it drops you right at this huge turning point so i'm very excited to see what happens next but
0: yeah i'm curious what kind of story it's going to be because is it just an examination of of this person and his psyche and a, a journey of the self or whatever mm-hmm. and, um, some kind of way for him to work through what he's got to work through or
1: like puzzle or, adventure right or
0: is there something like going on like that's outside of the realm of reality because he definitely well the book definitely shows him getting a phone call from his daughter right and her talking on the phone and telling him that she's in the center of a maze but i mean is that really happening if it is that's yeah my impression is that it's like it is the reality of the book uh but that seems weird also
1: right because it's been 10 years right is she now 20 or 21 however i think she was 11
0: yeah so or
1: is she still 11 and was in some sort of stasis i don't know it's it's it'll It'll be interesting to to see where this goes, yeah, and where it ultimately ends up, right?
0: Yeah, and I think also to see how the maze book of it all is more incorporated into the into the story. I mean, it seems like it would have to be more um, central to the story going forward, not only because she says she's in the middle of a maze, but there wasn't a I thought a whole lot of maze stuff in this. In well, this there book. were the, interesting
1: little. The way maze sort of paths are built into the panels, right? And you know, yeah, like he's, this I running mean, thread.
0: Yeah, I thought the the thin line the running thread through the mm-hmm. whether it was from the sweater, or him drawing, or whatever, right? Was, um, all bo- bottled up and twisted inside of him, and I don't know. Visually, it was just really cool. He talked in the interview about how if you take pages and lay them all next to each other. It makes like one bigger maze, not every page, I guess, but, you know, some of the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to hear him talk about how that helps him tell the story graphically, because that's something that I wouldn't, even as we read it, I guess we'll have to see going forward, but I, I wouldn't necessarily view that as something that helps me understand the story, because mm-hmm. that's not something you would even do with the pages
1: Right. Um, you would unless you were gonna rip it apart. And right. <laughs> you would really not like for me to rip apart your book. Our book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the only other thing I had written down for for the book was how it dives into the aspect of, of his memory of his daughter and how it slipping away and from little experiences they had together to just like her face even. How he right. can barely ever see her face anymore. It's very uh it's bleak, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh but Good story so far. Uh, did you have anything else for May's book?
1: I don't have anything else. I'm just excited to, to see what's next. It was a really good setup for story to come, I think.
0: So the uh, the other number one we picked up was The Defenders by Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez. And we've read some Al Ewing stuff before. I felt like we had read a lot more Al Ewing stuff than we have. Because when I went back to look through his, his library of things that he's written, he wrote Loki, Agent of Asgard, the initial run that we read, and really mm-hmm. enjoyed. And I thought that he, he had written um, another Defenders book, which he did, The the Best Defense, which I think was just a one-shot, which I don't really remember much about, but we definitely have that issue or had it mm-hmm. with um, Doctor Strange and the Hulk and Namor.
1: I don't um, remember it. Maybe I'll go back and see if I can find that issue on Hoopla and give it a quick read. yeah. It's highly likely that we sold it back to the comic. Book oh store. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, actually, I guarantee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but the book, you know, really is to me an exercise in again, how are we, so how are we going to pick books? Especially, it's a lot easier to pick books from uh, independent creative teams. Yeah, than to pick characters that are known from, I think it's even harder with Marvel because DC, we kind of know which characters we like. Right. And which is probably also limiting for the stories that we read. (laughs) Right. But Marvel, I find it particularly difficult. This was something I saw in the previews catalog, did not put on our poll. Never even really occurred to me to do it. The second issue is already out. The second issue came out this week and it was on the shelf. And so I went back to find the first because it just, the cover looked interesting. (laughs) I wanted to go see, you know, if it was worth picking up and reading it definitely was.
1: Yeah, so in this issue, which I'm not familiar with the Defenders at all, um, and I don't even know if Dr. Strange is always part of the Defenders. I don't think that he is, right?
0: Well, I think he's frequently part of the Defenders.
1: So this story is Dr. Strange assembling a group of heroes in order to save the world again? So, right. So, um, I'm guessing that the defenders in this case, they're all kind of more souped up than what I, cause I kind of, I think of the defenders as like the Marvel TV show, the defenders, like the, the street level sort of heroes, but I guess I'm just wrong cause I don't have that much information about it. it it's both It's so the, all know, like the
0: information thing is definitely, I mean, the context is important and we have none of it right right? (laughs) so i saw things that you know as far as teams go there's the avengers and the x-men and the defenders are the the weirdos who kind of fall in between still you know powerful but not hated like the x-men but also not revered like the avengers and then you get into the team that he's assembling and the characters that are getting pulled into this book as mostly people that we have no, no idea, who they are, idea who they are right? cloud is, and is the cloud
1: a new character raider? completely because nope
0: no. from um uh, other defender books wasn't she
1: as, wasn't there some sort of iteration of cloud in a force we read but
0: it was like a nebula thing wasn't yeah
1: it? i thought i'm like oh is it, when i looked at the cover i was like oh is that nebula but i
0: think it's different yeah. Um, they,
1: they seem pretty close though. Right. I don't know. So I've never heard of this mask guy either.
0: Right. I mean, what is it? Masturator? Is yeah. that what he's called? And he has the mask of eternity, which they give you like a, a pretty succinct and I I guess helpful backstory for the mask as far as, you know, where it comes from and
1: uh, mildly helpful for me. I really right. had to read it a, a little bit. Cause I was like, I feel like this is supposed to be familiar to any other reader. But I'm just gonna have to go with it and hope it all falls into place and just sort of like accept that this is a thing, and that I'm moving along with the story.
0: I completely get that because I read the book two times, and even though they do a really good job, I think placing you in the story and trying to pull all these threads into um, the story that they're trying to tell, I I really probably only half got it until I went and read some articles with you know, interviews with the creators and uh, reviews that kind of talked about other storylines. I mean, there's this much needed backstory history of the different iterations of reality. I think they travel in this book from the, I want to say the ninth or the eighth reality to the sixth. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) To where Galactus is. Something Um,
1: different. And
0: there's a whole backstory about (laughs) that's not included in this book at all about, that sixth iteration of reality. And I mean, it talks about runs from Kirby to Hickman who wrote the run that reset that iteration of reality. So Galactus and Franklin Richards are at the end of time. And I don't know, it's, there's too much. There's this a lot. Way too yeah. Much. It's so much <laughs> and stuff. And you can't fit that all in one issue. And,
1: and I, I don't mean, think I can fit that all in one brain, at least not this brain. No. So. <laughs> uh,
0: but all that to say, I did like this issue. I'm definitely going to pick up the second and get the the last three added to our our poll so I don't miss them. Mm-hmm. And the art was really good. I, I liked the. yeah. It's almost like a classic style yeah. of
1: art that uh, you don't see as much anymore. Yeah. Right. It's and if
0: it's, you know, you can kind of draw the line from, from Kirby to um, mm-hmm. his style. Although I've never read Kirby, definitely seen a bunch of it. You can kind of see how it's that. It also looks like, um, A lot of Michael Allred, but I I thought it was really well done. And uh, speaking of Kirby, I have this in our Amazon cart. I'm going to order it. The collected edition of the first run of his Eternals stories. Okay. So we can read that before we go to see the movie.
1: Oh, I'd like that.
0: Yeah. I thought it'd be good to maybe do a better job planning yeah <laughs> <laughs> we
1: keep talking about doing a better I job see, planning
0: we got this calendar that uh has a couple things written on it and, and
1: that's that yeah
0: well now we got this book um not on order but in the cart it's gonna right. come i mean that's close enough right? as soon as we go back in there and <laughs> make the purchase it'll be here because that movie comes out next not next month november right
1: yes that's a thanksgiving drop is that right
0: sounds like it could be right
1: i don't know so. Gosh. Cause isn't ugh, I don't
0: know. Yeah, because Spider Man comes out in December, so it's okay. got to be November. Yeah, it's not coming out in October. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I really had for the for the defenders. I was yeah I was pleased with the uh, with the purchase, and <laughs> I guess we should. I we're never gonna do it. We can keep talking about it, but either pick some weird books that we never would have considered, right. or just wait for trades. Waiting for trades seems even harder. But yes they do no. advertise the trades in the preview catalog. So you just have to like keep an eye out for them.
1: Right. I like the trade because I don't forget what happens in between each, each issue month to month because yeah, it's right. all there in one book. And that is really... It's a big deal. Yeah.
0: Especially I, for this guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, me too. So, yeah. <laughs> But,
0: but um, <clears throat> you know, we're 40. We got a few years to figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's hoping.
0: Anyway. I guess that'll wrap up our, our conversation yeah, about no, comics for so this we're week. So no,
1: no, really no <laughs> movies we were excited to talk about this week. So
0: Yeah, it's the first weekend we haven't gone to the movie theater in, in a while. Yeah. That's probably why Jake's all crabby.
1: I know, he is crabby.
0: So that'll do it. All right. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.